Hey there, I'm Rebecca, national speaker and professional life coach. Welcome to the Confidence Coach Podcast. Here, I help you simplify your personal, spiritual, and professional development by focusing on the one thing that changes everything, confidence. In these episodes, I will help you steadily deepen your trust in God and your own abilities because the world needs a more confident you. If you're tired of wasting time, settle in for these short but powerful episodes. Let's get growing for your good and God's glory. Hey guys, welcome to the episode. I want to say a special welcome to anybody out there who I've never met. <laughs> I keep watching the download numbers on these episodes go up and up, praise the Lord. But what that tells me is there's a lot of new people. And if you've never heard me speak or I have not coached with you, you're not friends or family, I just want to say hi. I am a real person. My name is Rebecca. I'm 38 years old. I live in Boise, Idaho. I love God with my whole heart. I do feel specially called and equipped to lead women to believe God more deeply, to move truth from their head to their heart, to help women, to inspire women to live the life they were created to live. And I don't mean any of that in a cheesy way. If you know me at all, or if you've listened to any of these episodes at all, I'm not about empty self-help. However, I believe that what we're told in the gospel, in the word of God, in the Holy Bible, does allow for us as Christian women to be the most confident women on the planet. Because of who God says we are, because the fact that we know how this thing ends, because we know we're unconditionally loved, because we know that we're here on purpose, because we know that we're forgiven, because we know that we're gifted, all those things are said about you. All those things are said about me. And to be honest, I get frustrated and sad for women who spend their whole lives missing that, not internalizing that, not believing that, wasting time. Lately, I've been just kind of saying to myself and, and to the women I coach a lot, you've got one life to live. <laughs> it's like, we've got one life to live. How long are we going to mess with this? How long are we going to doubt God? How long are we going to live in fear? How long? Here today on this episode, I'm just going to be very encouraging. I'm just going to be almost like a, a motivational speaker, but I want to assure you from the bottom of my heart, I pray that everything I'm going to tell you, it doesn't just sound good. It is true. Okay. It doesn't just sound nice. It is biblically backed up. Okay. Because I'm not here to give you guys empty promises. I'm not here to help you build your life on shifting sand. I'm here to tell you guys why you're really here and what this is really all about. Um, so that we can live our one life well and for the glory of God and for the good of others. Okay. A lot of times I ask women in coaching if they trust themselves. Some say yes, some say no. Quite a few say, well, we're supposed to trust God, right? Not really supposed to trust ourselves. To that, I say a resounding both. <laughs> Yes, we trust God. We trust God for the salvation of our soul, for the forgiveness of our... We trust Jesus Christ and his work on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. 
We trust Christ's righteousness for our perfection, guys. Okay, that's the gospel. That's the good news. You don't have to be perfect. You don't get to be perfect. But should we trust ourselves, our intuition, our instinct? Or have you, like so many women, begin to let other people's opinions, uh, maybe there's leftover kind of messages from your childhood, have you let some of your mistakes from the past? Have you let other people's demands on you? Have you let all the information in the world distract you? Have you started to let all those things make you scattered? Are you going in a million directions? Do you doubt yourself? Or are you living... Do you know who you are, what you want, what your values are, and are you staying true to them? Because when I say trust yourself, let me kind of paint a picture here of what I mean by that. Um, Self-trust to me means being a woman who knows at your very core what your values are and you live up to them even when it's hard, okay? It means looking after yourself and your own needs and your own safety, I would say. So things like not allowing toxic relationships in your life and making sure that you take care of yourself through forms of self-care. Trusting yourself is, will you show up for yourself, right? Or are you living a life that is, are you, it's very hard and this is what a lot of women do, to feel a sense of self-trust when you're consistent, when you consistently find yourself making decisions that aren't really what you want and they don't really align with your values. And maybe you don't really know why you're making these decisions, but you feel it, right? You kind of feel like you're making decisions that you're not proud of or that are for other people. You kind of feel like you keep letting God down or yourself down. That means that you aren't in a place of, you're not living in self-trust. You've been pulled, okay, by too far, by other people's opinions, other people's demands, kind of like I said. Let me give you, as we work towards what self-trust is and how you can build it in yourself, let me first and foremost kind of tell you why a lot of us are struggling with this. Um. First of all, if you are struggling with it, a lot of people do. It's no big deal. It's one of those things that can be fixed. And when it does get fixed in your life, okay, you'll feel so much satisfaction because, and you know it. Like if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, I think I am one of those women. I think I do trust myself. You're probably very influential. You probably are in a leadership position. You probably have pretty healthy relationships. You probably feel a real flow in your schedule for the most part. Not that life is perfect, but for the most part, your life is probably going in the direction that you want it to go and you're probably pretty happy. Okay. (laughs) So this combination of trusting God and trusting yourself is a pretty sweet combination. It feels really good. It 
it really does allow us to pursue the life that we want and create the life that we want. And, um, you know, if those words scare you, if you're like, that doesn't sound very Christian, the life I want, you got to stick with me here. Okay. You got to stick with me because it will make sense here. Um, first of all, let me say this. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to circle back around here to why, why a lot of people do struggle with the self-trust. First of all, a lot of it comes from childhood. You know, if you were raised in a home where you were overly protected, um, then you were inadvertently taught that you cannot handle difficult situations. Okay. Your parents, good intentions. They, they didn't equip you to handle your emotions or hard conversations or sadness or a fight with a friend. They swooped in and did it all for you. Um, they, that message was ingrained in your head at a very young age that you're not capable and, um, that you can't figure things out as you go. And so that's really unfortunate and you're going to need to deal with that. I would say call a counselor, call a coach, work through that because you are capable, my friend. <laughs> you are capable of difficult emotions, of handling difficult situations. You are very, very capable. But if you don't believe it, what good does that do? Another thing that can go wrong in childhood is if you witnessed a victim mentality, then you then you likely have that as well. Um, or or a, 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 yeah, basically a mentality that says, you know, success or happiness or any healthy sense of control it all depends on other people. We, we don't have any impact on our own life. Okay. It's just, it's, it's out. I don't have enough money. It's beyond my control. I don't have those skills. It's beyond my control. These other people were given X, Y, and Z, and therefore they have opportunities that I don't have. It's beyond my control. Um, if you have a victim mentality, you'll never feel a sense of trust in self. The other thing though um, that, that I'm seeing a lot of lately is that women did trust themselves. You know, we were raised with this, but the overwhelm of information, okay. Too many books, too many podcasts, too many good options is making women start to doubt themselves. So instead of just picking a good thing and going with it, whatever it is for parenthood, for a diet, for how to build your business, they start to doubt themselves because like another good idea comes along, right? Another silver bullet comes along and then they end up going in a million different directions. Kind of like I said before. So either your whole life, you've always felt like you're going in a million different directions. This is, this is what a lack of self-trust feels like. Um, or just more recently in a new stage of life, you, you found yourself in a stage of life where you didn't quite know what to do right? I'm, I'm starting homeschooling or I'm having kids or I'm entering retirement or I'm building a business. And so I'm consuming all this information. And instead of just picking something good and sticking with it, you're kind of over consuming information and starting to doubt yourself. Don't do that. Um, another reason that, that women struggle with self-trust is because they have made a mistake in the past. They have let themselves down. Um, you know, you slept with that guy that you promised yourself you would never do that. Um, Maybe you got a divorce or God forbid an abortion or, um, you know, you lost your cool and yelled at your kids and you're not the type of mom you thought you were going to be. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, it's, 
it could be that you did trust yourself at one point, but then you did something that you quote unquote thought you would never do. And so you're finding yourself at this stage in your life where you're like, can I trust myself again? Can I rebuild trust in myself? These are just some of the reasons guys that, that, I mean, and, and just saying those reasons. All right. So we're talking about childhood and overwhelm of, of information and options, our own sin and how that can make us doubt ourselves. Like, whoa, can you see how Satan really doesn't want you to believe that you have what it takes? And what do I mean by that? Believe that you have what it takes to what? Live your life well? Impact for the kingdom? Help people? Make good choices? Like, (laughs) there's no one definition, no one short definition of trust yourself, but Can you see how Satan wins if you believe you don't have what it takes? What it takes to grow, what it takes to ask for help if you need it, what it takes to just what it takes. Um, Let me, this could also feel, okay, so I've told you some of the causes here, what can cause a lack of trust in self. Let me tell you what it feels like. You probably already know by the descriptions I'm giving you, but what it feels like really is, is this constant or consistent being afraid of making the wrong choice or disappointing God or disappointing others. Ugh, ugh, what a way to live. <laughs> I can't imagine living in a constant fear of disappointing God or others. Okay, that's a deep mistrust of yourself. Um, It means that you follow the advice of external authorities over God and yourself all the time. You don't filter it through what's good for you or what you do or don't believe. You don't know how to filter through information, even if information sounds good or right. You don't know how to take what is good and leave the bad. Uh, It could mean that you hide your real self, your authentic self, because you feel overly self-conscious. It could mean that you just, yeah, constantly don't feel like you're good enough, that you come down hard on yourself with that negative inner voice. Could mean that you have difficulty making decisions, that you're consistently asking for guidance, which is different than I need help right now. You know, I need, I need a counselor for a moment. I need a coach. I need trauma therapy. I need a doctor right now. That's a sign of trusting yourself, knowing when you have a need and being brave enough to get that need met consistently asking for guidance and asking maybe a bunch of people shows a lack of self-trust. Okay. Let me make this a little bit, uh, biblical because I know some of you are getting scared. You're thinking, uh Oh, Rebecca sounds super, super self-helpy at the moment. Self-trust really means sticking to your principles And we do have the free will as a human being to choose what those principles are. My my values and my principles are biblical principles, biblical values, eternal values. I have an eternal worldview. I have chosen as a human being with free will to believe in the God of the Bible. And, you know, it's a mystery how that happens. The Bible does say that God gives us the faith to believe. So... I praise God that he opened my eyes. I praise God that I've been given faith. But at the end of the day, I've chosen the value of I'm living my life for God. 
for the creator of the universe, who I believe is the one and only God. This is the choice I've made. I'm not living it for public praise. I'm not living it for money or looks or sex or fame. I'm living my life for the God of the Bible because I believe that he is worthy. And because I believe that he, his heart is good and that his boundaries are best for me. And so I have one life to live, right? I have one life to live and I've chosen to be an authentic Christian. Okay. So self-trust means these are my principles. These are my values and I'm going to live up to them. Okay. So every time I live up to those values, every time that I, I, um, I guess part of what I'm saying here is whether someone's a believer or not, they're still going to be, have to wrestle with, well, do you, do you trust yourself or don't you? Now, as believers, we trust God to guide our value system. We trust God to empower us and we trust, we, we should have the most trust of all because we know that we're like here on purpose. We know that he didn't mess up on us. Read Psalm 139, the whole chapter if you need to, but obviously the most famous verse there, Psalm 139, verse 14, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. My soul knows it very well. I've mentioned this in previous podcasts. And even though this is kind of a coffee mug verse, you know, it sounds really pretty and really good, which can kind of make us almost overlook it. Let's not overlook it. Let's sit in it for a second. Let's sit for a second in the fact that this verse is true and that the sovereign creator of all things that you see is reflected in you and you are here on purpose because of his will. Okay. You're not here just because two people did a thing (laughs) inside or outside of marriage. Uh, on purpose or not on purpose. You are not here because your parents willed you to be here or on accident. You are here because the God who controls absolutely everything put you together in your mother's womb. And guess what, guys? He did not mess up on you. He didn't mess up on you. He didn't mess up on you. Okay? Sin has had an impact on you and on this world, but he didn't mess up on you. And when he created everything and he created it, Adam and Eve, and he looked around, he said, this is good. Okay. You as a human, not your sin, but you, you are good. You are good. And what the psalmist is saying here is my soul knows this. And I will praise you. So if you're really living in the I'm not good enough, the self-doubt, the fear, the I need other people to somehow complete me, I'm going to really challenge you and go kind of a step almost too far today and tell you that you're, you're not praising God the way that you should. Okay, you're missing an opportunity to praise God because you, with just you, the way that the individual you, (laughs) um, is a, a work of God's hand. It's almost like looking at a, a bird or a mountain and seeing the glory and the majesty of God. 
the glory and the majesty of God is, is in you and in every human being that's ever walked. And if you can't see that in yourself, I, I think you almost need to repent of that. I think that you are refusing to believe this verse here in Psalm 139. If you want to hate sin, hate sin, but do not hate yourself. Like this is not an option as Christians. It's not, it's not an option. And again, if you're stuck here, you've got to reach out. You've got to call a coach. You've got to call a counselor. You've got to talk to your pastor. You have one life to live and God did not mess up on you. And yes, you're supposed to trust yourself because again, self-trust means sticking to your principles. Okay. You're choosing to be a Christian. You're going to stick to that. It means showing up for yourself and others, and you have to feel good about yourself in order to do that, okay? You're not going to show up for yourself. You're not going to serve well. You're not going to handle your commitments well if you're consistently doubting yourself, consistently drifting from one person's opinion to another. Like, in order to significantly contribute to the world and have impact on the world around you, you have to be a pretty self-possessed woman. You have to have um, trust that God gave you everything you need within you to do the good works, to to parent the children that you have, to, to minister the way that he's laid it on your heart, okay? To serve the community, to serve the church, to love him, to grow, all right? You have to believe that. Another self-trust is, I would, I would say that it also means nurturing an empowered attitude instead of a disempowered attitude. And I don't know how, as a Christian, you could feel disempowered. Like, I really don't. Again, I'm totally pushing here. And I hope making some of you very uncomfortable. Knowing that God loves you, knowing that the Holy Spirit lives in you, knowing that ultimately we win, how in the world can you possibly feel disempowered? Like, I don't get it. I need someone to explain it to me, (laughs) which they do in coaching all the time. And I talk them out of it. (laughs) You were created to bring glory to God and you're not, you can't, I don't think you can. I, I don't think we can bring glory to God if we don't trust that we have what it takes, if we don't trust that he didn't mess up on us, if we don't trust that we're here on purpose. Now, building trust in yourself is like building trust in a relationship. It, you can't just listen to this episode and, be, and, and words are enough. It's almost like getting into a new relationship and someone says, I'm trustworthy, I promise. Okay, great. That's a really good start, bro, but I need your actions to match up to your words. (laughs) So, you know, if you're struggling with trusting yourself in your life, give, give the, give it a little bit of time, realize that it's going to take three, six months, a year, maybe even two years, I would say at the most to regain trust in yourself. And the way that you do this is kind of by what I said, it, it, sticking to your principles, okay? Showing up for yourself and other people, doing what you say you're going to do. It means nurturing a positive inner voice 
and letting go of perfectionism, first of all. So let me give you guys four quick ways. And I'm not going to dive into these too hardcore. We're going to dive into them in my growth group this week. Um, but let me give you guys just kind of the overview of four quick ways that you can start to build trust in yourself. Number one, you have to speak to yourself with grace. Okay. You have to end the negative self-talk grace, grace, grace. Okay. If God speaks to you with grace. Okay. Why can't you, <laughs> if God has grace on you, listen, if you're a perfectionist, there's only one reason you're a perfectionist. It's because you don't believe in unconditional love. All right. Truly, I've done a lot of work over the years with perfectionists, and this is what it boils down to. If you're a perfectionist, it's because nobody's ever shown you unconditional love, and you don't believe that it exists, and you're terrified of being imperfect. And I'm sorry that nobody ever showed it to you. Um, but you've got to start letting yourself be fully strong and empowered and also fully broken. You've got to embrace your strengths and your weaknesses. You've got to accept the fact that you're not perfect, that you don't get to be perfect. And along with that, you get to believe that you're loved anyway, because that's what the Bible tells us. Okay. That's what the Bible tells us. And if you're having truth, move, having trouble moving that truth from your head to your heart, I know some of you, my gosh, your, your perfectionism is so entrenched in you that you're saying to yourself right now, man, I'm so stupid. Why can't I get this concept? Oh my gosh, stop it. Okay. Right there is where you need to say to yourself, grace, man, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to start speaking grace over myself until I believe it. Just like God does. Okay. The second way you can start building trust in yourself is to take care of yourself. So don't love the term self-care. Don't hate it. But in essence, what it means is that you are aware of your own needs. Okay. And your, your body, like your subconscious, whatever you want to call it, your survivalness needs to know that you're going to take care of yourself. That is a way every time that you decide to take care of your own needs, okay? Get good sleep, eat good food, work out, set a boundary, not overcommit, um, drink water, do whatever it is that is taking care of your own needs, journal, pray, even in very small ways, you will strengthen your self-trust little by little by little, okay? So this, yeah, this means being able to identify your needs and take care of them. The third way that you can start to build trust in yourself is to be more vulnerable. All right. So in general, I believe that vulnerability is strong. Um, it's not weakness. Depends again, probably on the home you grew up in. If you believe that being vulnerable or showing your struggle or showing your brokenness makes you weak and unlovable, or maybe it makes you super strong, right? It does make you super strong. 
that's a whole episode in and of itself, but just know that if you want to build trust in yourself, you have to be authentic. Um, and that takes bravery. And every time you act in a brave manner, you'll start to trust yourself more. And then the fourth and final way that you can build trust in yourself. And this is one of my favorites is that you have to listen to your thoughts and your emotions. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a journaler. And I think it's absolutely critical to our confidence, to our spiritual growth, to our well-being that we deal with ourselves every single day. Some days there's not a lot to deal with. You know, it's five minutes. Other days were two hours of crying and praying and processing and repenting. But there's a part of you, your thoughts and your feelings that deserves to be heard and nurtured and shown compassion and tended to daily. And as you do that, you will start to build trust in yourself. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I went a little longer than I thought I was going to today. Can't wait to dive into this stuff with those of you who are in the growth group. Link to the join the growth group, link to contact me or in the show notes. I really hope this was encouraging and it was inspiring today. Guys, you have one life to live. Trust God. Do the things that help you trust yourself. Stop with all the information overload. Stop with the shame and guilt. Stop with caring too much about other people's opinions. Okay. This is your life and God didn't mess up on you. And you are perfectly equipped. You have what it takes to live a meaningful life that, that brings glory to God.